0: Changed by Love is the teaching ministry of Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel, Morris Hills, in Morris County, New Jersey. Pastor Jim's desire is to teach the Word of God with passion and simplicity, as well as a direct application to our daily lives. There are a lot of teachings in the Bible that are unpopular in today's culture. The topics of sin, hell, and homosexuality, just to name a few, go against the values and beliefs of many in America. For many churches and pastors, it must be tempting to avoid these topics so that they can attract more people. In today's message, Pastor Jim teaches you the importance of being part of a church that preaches the truth of God's Word, no matter how unpopular it may be. God's truth is timeless and never changes. Well, let's join Pastor Jim in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3 as he continues his message. Continue in the things you have learned. I
1: can do whatever it is that God has called me to do, right? I can do it. So whatever God calls you to do, you can do it. Let me give you an example. You pull in on a Sunday morning and you see guys parking cars and you go, yeah, that looks like a decent time, right? These guys seem to enjoy each other meet some other guys in the church Seems like a good thing. Now the weather's warm. I don't have to worry about snow. I can look spiritual to the girls that walk see me in and stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, but you, you sit there and you think, I could do that. Well, you know what? If God's called you, God will equip you. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. You know. And so whatever God calls you to do, you are to be faithful at it and to do it. So if God's laying on your heart to do something, Around here at the church, you know what? If we have an opening, we'll give you a shot. It's not a, it's not, you know, not the end of the world. You don't, you don't have to just doesn't mean forever. Now, people will always say, uh, well, Pastor Jim, I want your job. Well, oh. <laughs> some days I'm like, you can have
0: it. <laughs>
1: but but well, maybe we'll have to go have you teach kids for a while. And and you're like, Well, I don't feel called to teach kids. I go, I know, that's why you need to go. Some of us need a dose of humility. Some of us need a dose of humility. And, uh, and, and so this is, these, are, these are things, and you know, the first thing I did, most of you know, I was crowd control in the projects in Hoboken for keeping the middle school kids quiet while our boring middle school teacher was teaching them on Friday nights. It was so terribly boring. I was like, oh gosh, no wonder they're out of control. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but, but that's how I started. And, that, and, that, that, and then it just, it goes and it goes and it goes. So the Apostle Paul's high view of the Bible moves into his high view of preaching. And this is an important connection, right? So he says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. So then what does he say, and let's move into chapter four. He says, I charge you, therefore, before, some verses say, in the presence of God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing. That's the second coming of Jesus and his kingdom. Verse two, preach the word. Get up there and tell them what you think about everything. Well, this is what I think. This is how I feel, right? You're like, no, 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 no. Preach the word, okay? Don't take one verse and, and, and just read it and then dive into the pool of your own opinion, that's springboard preaching. That's a very popular way. Don't write some essay. Don't read a passage and then write some essay on some guy you, you, you read in another book or something like that about what you think it means. People say that's verse by verse teaching. That's not. That's not. Pick it apart. Say what's difficult. Say what's, you know, with it. You know, what, what, what's, what's in there. And let the chips fall where they may. Don't worry about it. Just say it. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince. Some versions say reprove. Some say correct. Rebuke. Exhort. Some versions say encourage. With all long suffering. Some say patience and teaching. So he's very, very serious here. Okay? There's going to be all kinds of pressure on you, Timothy, not to preach the word. You're gonna have people leave your church, okay, to go to some fluff church that's gonna tell everybody exactly what they wanna hear. This is how you can be rich, this is how you can be happy, this is how you can you can do whatever you want. You're gonna have all kinds of people leaving and they're gonna have people going, Well, Timothy, if you just did more what that guy did, more people would come here. And what does Paul say? Do not go down that road. Do not go down that road. He says, I charge you. In other words, I urge you. And he says, and before God. Okay, you are before God. And he says, let, let's be, let us both be faithful and let us be ready for judgment day. I told some friends the other night that there was plenty of times during COVID when I would preach in the cafe, I'd be by myself John would turn up. Pastor John would turn on the recording, and he would leave to go in here to to manage the volume. And I would be in there for 45 or 50 minutes preaching to the camera. Right, and I was totally fine with it. You know why? Because I was before God. I was before God, and so I was. I was like, you know what? I don't need an audience to do this. I hate looking in the camera. I hate being on camera. My wife's like, your shirt was wrinkly. What are you doing? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? And so, but, but, but we, are bef- we are before God. He says, preach it. You're before God. He says, let's be faithful. Let's be ready for judgment day. Now you might say, well, why is the apostle Paul talking about judgment day? He's in prison and he's about to die. I wonder if he's like this. I hear Jesus walking down the hallway coming for me. And I want to be faithful all the way till the end. And Timothy, I, I, don't, I don't want you to get to heaven and be in the back row with Elvis, right? <laughs> I want you to be near, near the front, all right? I want, be, I want you to be a faithful guy. Listen, church, serious. I don't want anybody who attends here regularly to be in the back row with Elvis, I don't want anybody from this church getting up, getting in there and going, what's this Bible stuff we're talking about? We didn't learn about that. You know, we learned about four ways to be like a like a happy whatever at our church. What, what's going on with that? We want to be like, we know exactly what he's talking about here. We're, we're not we're not, you know, we're talking to the apostle Paul, and he's telling us stuff, and we're like, yeah, I remember that. I remember we learned that. That that, that was it. And so He's, he's telling them there. So, so why would why would he tell Timothy this? Because after the horrible situation that we learned last week that's going to happen in the church between in the world between the first and the second coming. And I think the Apostle Paul would agree that future error in the church and those of you with kids or grandkids, please listen to what I'm about to say carefully. Future error in the church grows out of the pushing out of the Bible and the error that is found in the church today. I know a lot of young people, they would rather hear the truth than hear some guy. They're like this. guy's just he's just lying to us. He's just trying to pick our pocket. He just wants our money. Well, who's he kidding? This is ridiculous. This is hocus pocus that he's talking about. And so he's just, if, if we are a church of error, then that is what we are going to spawn. And, and, and you know again, we've said it, we said it on the weekend, we're gonna end up like Europe. We're gonna end up like Europe. All the church buildings will be condos, office buildings, museums, art studios, stores, all kinds of stuff church burns down they're like well should we rebuild it i don't know that doesn't matter that's why it's important when he says i charge you therefore before god and the lord jesus christ see if we really believed like the apostle paul believed that we live in the presence of god we would approach christianity very differently in this country wouldn't we if we really believed that we lived in the presence of God, wouldn't our desire to live holy lives be a lot more evident? Wouldn't people really be striving to live that way? Wouldn't we have more of a zeal to serve God, to live for God? And I think in a lot of ways that that's what church lacks is the, the zeal of people to serve God, to worship God, and, and so it's so very important. So very important. I don't know how many of you come to Second Service, but Second Service, there's just a handful of people in here when when the when the band starts. By the time I get up to preach, the ushers are like, where do we sit the people? Right? So they're just kind of like sauntering in. Yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Like, like that's not the song we're singing, man. Come on, <laughs> right? But but where's the zeal? Where's the zeal? I, I miss the days of, of of 10 years ago when we would have to tell people, you know, we really appreciate that you want to serve in that ministry. You got to give us a little time. We got so many servants, we don't have anywhere to put them all, right? But, but everybody's now like, well, it's not the same because of COVID. Oh, please. All right, I'll get off the soapbox. So in light of the fact that we live in the presence of God and that we're called to continue in, in, in what we've learned, the Apostle Paul begins to encourage Timothy in how to live after he departs. So what does he say? Preach the word. Herald the word. What does that mean? Preach the word carefully. Preach Christ. Preach faith. Preach the cross. Preach the resurrection. Preach the forgiveness of sins. Preach eternal life and more and more and more. Preach the word. You're going to have to do that, things we talked about Sunday. You're going to have to tell people they're sinners and yet you're going to invite them to Jesus. You're gonna to have to convince them. You're gonna to have to rebuke them. You're gonna to have to exhort them. You're gonna to have to encourage them. You're gonna to have to correct them. You're gonna to have to warn them. You're gonna to have to urge them. You're gonna to have to stay at it and stay at it and stay at it, and you're gonna to have to be patient with those that are slowly changing, not the rebellious people. There, it's a different story, but be patient with those who are slowly changing, and when you correct again, give instructions on what people are to do. Don't just tell them what's wrong, tell them what's right. And notice the force of the words. Preach, proclaim. Sometimes people write me and they go, hey, you know, could you come down during the week and, and share a few things? And I'm like, no, I don't share. Hey, <laughs> sharing. Hey, would you like me to share? <laughs> would you like me to share? You know that's like what is that? What is that? Share the word, <laughs> right? <laughs> Pastor Jim and the Share the Word Ministries, right? I, just, I don't just I like what he says, man. He's like, "Come on, dude, preach the word. Proclaim the word. Proclaim the message of God, not the message of you. The message of God to men and women." Now, that goes even beyond being prepared. That goes to be always fixed on the task, that that is, we're, and that should be for all of us. We should always be ready, because he says here, in season and out of season. In other words, and this may be hard for some of us, but we gotta hear this, don't let circumstances and difficulties take you off mission. Don't let those be excuses, okay, to take you off mission, I can't believe some of the women in this church that like, particularly they, they serve in, in nursery or the children's ministry or something like that. I mean, they're ready to pop babies next week. And we're like, don't do this anymore. <laughs> right? And they're like, Oh no, one more week, one more week. Right. It's just like, no, no. Okay. Right. And so th- it's just, just they're, they're ready. They've been circumstances and difficulties, um, will take us off mission. Don't let your adversaries stop you from serving God. Don't let people that are against you sour you on serving God. Don't let the people you work with, the people that you live with, the people that are you, you, supposedly your friends and treat you like a piece of garbage all the time. Don't let them stop you from serving God. Why? Because we're all about grounding one another In the Word of God, and so, and we need to do it in not this like Eeyore way. Everybody know who Eeyore is? Oh, Pooh Bear! It's like not that way, man. Be in a lively, engaging way, but without compromise. So, why must Timothy, and why must we, be so determined? to stay close to the truth of the word of God. Look at verse three and four. For the time will come where they will not endure, some versions say tolerate, sound doctrine, sound teaching, but according to their own desire, because they have itching ears, some versions say an itch to hear what they want to hear, or some versions say they want their ears tickled, they will heap up or accumulate for themselves teachers. And they will turn their ears away from the truth, hearing or listening to, some versions say, and be turned aside to fables. Another version says they will wander off into myths. So the, so the charge of verse one and two is to preach the word. And it was connected for the most part to doing the work of the Lord. Verse three and verse four explains why. Because the teaching He's telling Timothy, the teaching in the church in these last days, remember, they lived in the last days, we live in the last days, will be a shipwreck. The teaching in a lot of the churches will be a shipwreck and people will believe it. People will say, doesn't matter what kind of church you go to, it just matters that you go to church. Loved ones, you gotta push back on that one. Because that is not true. That is not true. Oh, I go to Satan's church. Oh, good. Doesn't matter. It's church. Right? You know? I go to drug addict church. You know, we just do drugs there and we get high and we think, we talk about the stars and our navels and stuff like that. But it's a church. No. No. But the same token is we don't go to churches that teach fluff. We don't go to churches that are not teaching the word of God. The command is what? Preach the word. That's the command. Preach the word. Now, you may not draw a crowd. So what? So what? Be faithful. And so he says the, the teaching is going to be a shipwreck. People will believe it. People are giving into their worldly values, they're giving into their sinful passions, and they will seek out. If you are listening on the radio, I am doing quote signs right now. And they will seek out pastors who help them feel comfortable with their sinful lifestyles. And that's what they will look for. That is what is going to happen. People who don't want to tell them anything that's wrong, anything that is ungodly, right, that is not living like Christ, what are they doing? They are not telling you what Christ's best is for you. What are they doing? They're trying to get you to come back next week. That's what they're going to do. And he's saying, Timothy, don't you dare be one of those guys. That is not a pastor. That is not a pastor. That's a, that's a speaker, okay? That's a guy who's just trying to build a business, if you will. Now, they may not say it's okay, but not teaching sound doctrine, not doing these other things of confronting people, of teaching the word of God the way it is, will keep people on their sinful course, They'll be like, I love it. He makes me feel good about myself. And it's like, well, okay. But there's some days you, you want to know there's good things, but other days there are not. And that's why, I, that's why I teach through the Bible verse by verse. I don't make it up. I got to teach what's next. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man. Right? Last Wednesday I was like, ooh, this ain't gonna go over well. I got a bunch of emails. Hey, thanks for preaching the truth. Last night was great. Thanks, man. It was awesome. How can I get more CDs to give my friends? Right? Like, like, I'm like, what are these people? I must have been talking up. They must have been listening to something else on their iPads or something on their iPhones or something like that while I was preaching. But really, because that was that there's a lot of tough stuff. The picture is of weak believers listening to a weak word which will inevitably lead to a weak church which will have zero influence on society. Absolutely zero. It will be a club. You might as well join the Rotary Club. They don't make you get up early in the morning, I don't think, right? Or just, nothing against the Rotary Club. We love the Rotary Club. We go to Denville Day, okay? But, but, but just don't do it. The Apostle Paul is sadly telling his protege and everyone in ministry, and we should all be in ministry of some sort, Okay, doing something for the Lord, whether it's in church, outside the church, but we are all in ministry and the people we work with and stuff like that. And so he's basically telling us, this is what we can expect in the last days. We can expect people running around to churches, finding somebody who tells them what they wanna hear. Apostle Paul says they have itching itching ears. They like myths. Now you're like, what do you mean they like myths? They like stuff that's not real. It's not real. It's just imaginary stuff, stories, entertainment. They like it more than truth. More than truth. Timothy, preach the word, call people to faith and trust, and there will be people who will leave because they refuse to hear it, but it's not your fault. You did what God said. So now it's between them and God. And probably a lot of those people are not saved. I meet sometimes people out and about at stores and stuff like that. And I say, oh, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. It'd be great to see you. You know, it's the number one complaint I hear about our church. I'm too truthful. My wife says it's my best trait and my worst trait. (laughs) You know what? I've been called a lot worse things than that. And I'll take that. I'm like, you mean truthful with the Bible? They go, yeah, I go, I'll take that. Thank you. I appreciate that. You might want to rethink that thinking whether you come back to our church or go to another church, but you may may want to rethink that. Verse five, but you be watchful, another version says be sober-minded in all things, endure affliction, the idea is for the gospel, some versions say hardships and suffering, do the work of an evangelist. So a pastor is supposed to do, teach the Bible, preach the word, and do the work of an evangelist. You know why? Not everybody in church is a Christian. Not everybody in church is a follower of Jesus. And sometimes people, we've had people who have come here for years and they go, I think I just became a Christian. I think it just hit me. I think it just took, right? Do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Timothy, I, you need to be different, you need to stay the course. Don't cut corners. Don't quit when the guy down the road draws a crowd and you're preaching to a handful of people. And this verse is a great verse of the Apostle Paul's ministry, a man who fulfilled his ministry. This guy, look at this. He's gonna die any minute. And what is he doing? He's giving instruction for the church for the next thousands of years. This guy leaves nothing on the field and what a great testimony for all of us to say as long as god gives us breath and strength and whatever we can do that we're going to do whatever we can do for the kingdom of god right in other words wherever we go we are the kingdom we are the kingdom at work school wherever what a i'm just an amazing guy so this is a call the sacrificial service The apostle Paul's encouragement to his dear friend is this, be faithful. So I gotta hurry up and close. Uh, Go back to verse one real quickly. He says, I charge you therefore uh, before or in the presence of God and the Lord Jesus Christ who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing or his second coming and his kingdom. Chapter three opened with talking about the last days and, and, and chapter four, really does the same thing with a great reminder from the Apostle Paul. The King of Heaven, the Lord Jesus, appeared 2,000 years ago, and he did what was required by God in order to be able to offer salvation to any who would put their faith and trust in him, to any who he offers the forgiveness of sins in eternal life. He will return at his second coming to bring Followers of Jesus, salvation to completion. You say, what does that mean? Remember, we get our resurrected body. That is the completion. And for judgment for those who did not repent and believe. So that's why he tells Timothy, verse five, do the work of an evangelist. Not everybody in church and the world is going to heaven. Tell people the truth. God created you to know him, to love him, to obey him, and none of us did it. So in his great love, God sent Jesus, God become a man to live a perfect life in your place, to die on the cross in your place. And Jesus rose from the dead, ascended to heaven and seated at the right hand of God until the second coming. And if he comes back or you pass on into the next life and you haven't turned to God, put your trust in Jesus, you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus, you will not make heaven. You will not make heaven. But if you will put your faith and trust in Jesus, the hope of eternity, the certainty of eternity is
0: yours forever. Thanks for listening to Changed by Love with Pastor Jim Kevney of Calvary Chapel Morris Hills in Morris County, New Jersey. Changed by Love is designed to bring you hope, encouragement, and the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Please pray with us that Changed by Love will make a profound difference in many lives. We are stronger together than we could ever be apart. Teaming together in prayer is the key to a spiritually rich life. It really does take a team of praying individuals to reach thousands. Thank you for being a part of the Changed by Love support team. To find out more ways to team with Changed by Love, go to our website at changedbyloveradio.org or you could call 862-217-9686. Thank you for spending time with Pastor Jim Kevney and Changed by Love.